Hello, everybody. Libertarian Podcast Review. Tonight, we're going to do... It's a Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. We are going to do a, a breakdown of two legal cases kind of coming through the fore. I hate it when people use something that's... The, the idea for them is there, and they use it in the wrong way. We've got a little bit of an example on this. Happens all the time. Libertarians fall into it all the time. Hang on. We'll be right with you. Things are going to start happening to me now. You've done all the reading. You're a scholar. You're a professor. You've done all the reading. You've done the intellectual heavy lifting. Carlos, he shouldn't die. You wouldn't know a fact if it begged you all night long. Want to like, um, you know, give the wrong impression because I am, I I am very high. Could ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, care. I'm a libertarian. What I'm getting is, did why? you vote for Joe Jorgensen or Trump? Who? That's Joe the, Jorgensen. That was the perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> that was- and here we are. We're playing some Hooters because uh, that's always the the show to play, or the song to play, or the group to play. Welcome everybody to episode 137. This is Tyler Yonke. And, and, I, and I mentioned at the start, <clears throat> we've had issues with kill dozers for one of these examples. Uh, Leo Frank is another one where people mistake and they, they use things. Uh, kill, this should go back to kill dozer. By the way, you should check out their our series about Leo Frank and uh, Marianne Fagan, the, the murder down there and how the ADLs tried to use that and they're wrong about everything. But Killdozer is another one where the libertarians glom onto this and they say, hey, Killdozer, you're going against the government. And my understanding and breakdown of that is, no, that's not really, this guy was just a mental case. Stop using him. Okay. And we've got other examples. I had a show with uh, Patrick um, and and who was it? Uh, Tommy Sammons. And we, we broke down some of these other things that the Mises Caucus has gone through. Well. Some of those are coming, and, and maybe it's not right, maybe it's wrong, I don't know, but we're gonna go through them today. Uh, one is not really a controversial issue, it's just we're gonna do a little bit of an update on the, the uh, Hall & Oates, and, and why their situation is a little bit different than this other one. This is this Stuart Seldwick, Swell, Seldwitz, Seldowitz, Seldowitz. Oh, that sounded, I, I, <laughs> that name right now already is coming off of me. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about him. He's an ex-Obama White House aide, and he got written up here. I don't don't wanna change this background, there we go. He got written up here, uh, or arrested, and things came out in the news about him, and um, we're gonna walk through kind of this case. Uh, He he is the kind of thing that went viral here, and then he gets arrested, and he gets charged for hate crimes. So maybe I should go, first of all, to someone like, who did this? Let's go to X here. Um, I had posted something up here because what's his name? Um, Spike, not Spike Lee, Spike Cohen had, and, and several others had done some things here and they're kind of like, uh, oh, by the way, it was Patrick McFarlane I was talking about. Um, and he, and I wanted to find his specifically, his, uh, his being, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Spike. Here we go. Maybe I could find this one. Okay, let me let me bring up. Uh, I'm gonna remove this one off here. Stop screen, and I'm gonna bring up the Spike Cohen uh, tweet because I don't. I think it's a little, little indicative of kind of what we see here. So uh, he goes, Seldowitz wasn't arrested for his participation in the murderous imperial foreign policy of the Obama administration. True, he was arrested for saying mean things. Our justice system is screwed up. Is uh, justice system summed up? So, um, you know, one of the first things, and then uh, Robert Murphy says, Spike, uh, he was saying stuff about, uh, what's your name? We're going to get your dad back home and pull out his fingernails. And since he was tied to the government, that was a way more threatening than if a random homeless guy said it to you on the street. I disagree with both of them. Uh, it's not, and that's not really what he's being charged with. So, so the idea is, let's take a look, first of all, at what he is actually charged with, and then we're going to do this. Okay, so uh, first of all, JC says, oh my God, hi, Tyler. Yes, oh my God, hi, JC. Alan Mosley chimes in, glad you're talking about this. I need to know how far I can take my hate speech publicly. I think you could take it far, uh, very, very far, and because we're going to break this down a little bit, um, and, and we're going to see how exactly what it is. So first, first thing I want to do here, let's just talk about 
the the first video that we had or, or the situation that we had this ex Obama White House advisor I'm going to talk about what happened in the news and then I'm going to talk about his arrest and then we're going to look at the actual charges that were done and we're going to look at the actual statutes that he was charged under because a lot of this you could blame the press for Spike Cohen and and look I, it's not difficult. I, I, my first reaction, because someone on Twitter, actually, uh, Tower Gang, uh, Jose, Jose Galison, tagged me because someone's like asking questions about legal stuff and goes, I have an attorney friend. And I'm like, I'm a family law attorney, but the, looking these things up is not odd. I mean, it's really easy for me. That's the stuff I do. So I went and found uh, the charges that were actually, that's, that's thing is screwy here. The charges that he was actually being um, arrested under. Um, and then I looked up the actual penal codes and we'll walk through those and we'll find out exactly what the situation is here. Okay. Um, a few days ago, this went viral because this guy was harassing this guy in a halal, this, this, uh, I don't know if he's a Palestinian or what. Stuart Seldowitz Sel Sel was caught on camera calling the Upper East Side vendor a terrorist and berating the man for not speaking English. Yes, he did. Uh, the former White House official also suggested the Muslim prophet Muhammad was a rapist. Uh, it, that part may be uh, not, 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 not wrong. Uh, and claimed that more Palestinian children should be killed amid Israel-Hamas conflict. If we killed, quote, if we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, it wasn't enough. YouTube, I'm just, I'm just reading news, so please don't think I'm doing this. Um, the bigot identified by internet sleuth as Seldowitz said in one of the viral clips posted on X Tuesday, it wasn't enough, unquote. Israel airstrikes have killed more than 5,000. Okay, we got this. So here's the dude. Now, uh, first thing you want to notice here is he's wearing a jacket and a brown shirt. And there's another one here where he's wearing a blue shirt and a, and a different colored jacket. And right away, I'm like, oh, this isn't the first time he's doing this. Okay, that's that's problem one. And so, you know, first thing you look at when he's arrested and they're like, oh, it's a hate crime. Everyone's like, oh, rolling your eyes. Uh, hate crime. Uh, you know what? That's not a thing. Um, doesn't he have free speech? Doesn't he? Isn't he have? You know, protected by the First Amendment? Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it, it all those things. And then we'll get to what's happening. Uh, he also worked as a deputy director, senior political officer in the U.S. State Department's Office of Israel and Palestinian Affairs in the early 2000s. Threatened to send a photo of the vendor to his friends in immigration and Egypt's secret security services. So he had connections, so he could actually do these things. Who he said he would torture him when they deport you back to Egypt in the first video posted on X, which was filmed after sundown. Do you rape your daughter like Muhammad did? He asked the vendor after snapping a photo of him and laughing. I'm not meaning to laugh, it's just this guy's a little nutsoes here. Uh, the street vendor tells uh, Seldowitz that he doesn't speak English. Now, I don't believe that, but it doesn't really, it's not really a material, uh, seemingly to get him to leave, but instead the ex-official berates him, telling him he's ignorant, and that's why he works in a food cart. <laughs> and another clip, Seldowitz uh, holds an Israeli pin to the window of the halal cart and asks the vendor if he has a permit and visa, as the vendor reportedly asked him to leave. Uh, so is a uh, is Israeli pin, is that like your, um, your FBI badge or something like that? You support killing young children. Uh, you kill children, not me. Go, go, the vendor says as he waves him off, according to the video. I didn't kill children, Seldowitz replies. If we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, it wasn't enough. We? So, okay, you don't kill them, but you're using the we. Uh, the third clip shows the, see, already, you, you getting this? One clip, two clip, three clips. Uh, shows the former acting director of National Security Council, South uh, Asia Directorate under the Obama administration, asking the vendor if he is in the country legally before a construction worker steps in to stop the ongoing harassment. The Post could not immediately reach Seldowitz for comment. Seldowitz, that's a Mormon. I think that's a Mormon name. It sounds like it. Uh, but he confirmed the Daily Beast that the person in the viral videos. The bottom line is, yes, it's me, Seldowitz told the outlet. Yikes. Uh, he said the videos only show the vendor side of the story and that his alleged harassment began after the vendor, he claims, expressed su support for Hamas. Okay. Uh, the NYPD said the commanding officer of the local precinct is aware of the videos and the cops from the precinct are monitoring the situation. Meanwhile, lobbying from Gotham Government Relations, where Seldowitz was a consultant, announced that it ended in all affiliations with him after the videos of his shocking behavior went viral. 
is it that shocking? Um, the video of his actions is vile, racist, and beneath the dignity and standards we practice at our firm. I don't know what his firm is. The company said in a statement. Okay. Look at him here, man. He's got a, uh, a, tur a, a hoodie and a jacket. He always has something in a jacket. Um, then he's got a blue thing and a jacket. He's got a brown shirt and a jacket. So we've got three different specific times here. Seldowitz also condemned mayor at, uh, condemned by Mayor Eric Adams, Governor Kathy Hochul, and New York Attorney General Letitia James. All lovely people. Islamophobia is hate. No, it's not. Uh, well, okay. Hate should not be illegal, by the way. Plain and simple, Adams tweeted. This vile, disrespectful rhetoric has no home in our city. Uh, come on, <laughs> New York. Uh, we reject it, and we'll see. Uh, glad to see we're not alone. This is hateful, disgusting, unacceptable, Haltrell said on X. Vile rhetoric that has no place in New York, and we condemn it with the strongest terms. James also said it was disgusting, hateful, and New York won't tolerate it. And then they arrested him. So evidently, they uh, they won't tolerate him. So let's get to let's get to the... Let's get to some of the details about the arrest. Um, actually, where'd that one go? Uh, that one, there we go. Okay, so now we're gonna bring up, he was arrested and everyone's shocked. Shocked, I say. Okay, uh, I'll see what you guys are, are talking about in here. Um, uh, Alan says, imagine if Seldowitz had claimed his outburst was a result of the vendor refusing to serve him because he's Jewish, whose aid is more, most protected. Uh, good point. Uh, this dude is a douchebag, says Stephen. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, unless it's a Trump voter. Uh, by the way, I did find it interesting. You got this guy. He gets arrested. And it's not easy to, for the cops to actually do something uh, when it's not an immediate burglary, as an example. Some sort of violent crime. So they sprung into action. Now, I don't know when exactly all these videos and stuff took place. But they sprung into action. And then you're also looking. There was this whole... Uh, there's a statute of limitations, like stay. I haven't really dug into it, but I just saw some headlines in New York. So suddenly all these rape allegations from 1993 are coming about. You've got a bunch of celebrities and it's interesting to see if these, and, and, and the, and the mayor himself, I think is, is one of the people. And it was interesting to see, they took Trump up on member, uh, alleged rape of this lady. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if, that was a civil case. Well, then they tried to do it. Uh, remember, that's right. Remember, because then the DA brought him in, even though it was passed a statute of limitations on some really hokey um, uh, case, uh, like 26 counts of like uh, fraud, election fraud. But it'll be interesting to see if the DAs do anything about those cases of the famous people. You know, they're 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 jumping all over the Trump. Are they going to jump on? They jumped on this guy. So let's let's see what happened here. Obama aide. Stuart Seldowitz given supervised release after his vile anti-Muslim rape rant. <laughs> Say rape. Okay, we don't need to get into all the little things. He's 64. He was uh, walked unreleased, uh, supervised released after they charged him with two counts of. So this is immediately you're like, he's charged for hate crimes, hate crimes, hate crimes. He just was going up there and berating this guy. It's not illegal to do that. And so people like um, uh, Spike Cohen, they're like. This is ridiculous, right? Our, our justice system is broken. And then as soon as I'm reading this, I'm like, uh, stalking. Immediately I saw stalking. I'm like, okay, because what are you going to get this guy for? Saying mean things. You know, I, I've told people before, they're coming in, they, 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 they want to sue their boss or something. I'm like, it's not illegal to be an asshole. It's not illegal. Matter of fact, it's, uh, it's enduring to some people. So, um, <laughs> casual rape drop. Yeah. <laughs> I, who am I? Bernie Sanders now? Fantasy rape? Okay. So, uh, immediately I was like, oh, harassment, stalking. Okay. These are issues which um, have a little, there's actual statutes that they're probably having against that. And we'll talk about that. Stalking as a hate crime and one count of aggravated harassment. At his Thanksgiving Day arraignment, according to the criminal complaint, the verbal assault in which Seldowitz told Upper East Side vendor Mohammed Hussein he was a terrorist and supported killing kids, among the other things, was unprovoked and unwarranted. Assistant District Attorney Jordan Gwynn told the court. Now, it does make you wonder why they're going after this guy, because, okay, that happened. Okay, we'll keep going, though. But the former diplomat's attorney, Scott Bookstein, <laughs> he also sounds like a Mormon name, uh, claimed his client was not a warmonger and an Islamophobe, despite his shocking rant. 
Now, what's interesting here, and you're going to walk through this, is uh, the charge is harassment, stalking. We're going to get to both of those because uh, there's actually three counts that they did him on. Uh, nothing in there says that he uh, he's not charged for being an Islamophobe. He's not charged for any of those other things. But the guy's defense is he's not a, or a warmonger. He's not being charged for being a warmonger. Okay, so just keep that in mind. He's a peace-loving person, devoid of hate from Muslims or anyone else. Uh, he's devoid now it says devoid from hate from Muslims. Well, maybe uh, He's definitely not devoid of hate of Muslims though Okay, <laughs> Bookstein said uh, adding the allegations contained a lot of ugly words. Yeah, well, they, they were okay I want the court the prosecution the media and the public to know that the allegations attributed to my client are 100% antithetical to who Stuart Seldowitz is what its core beliefs are, Bookstein told me. See, once again, he's fr fine for this uh, attorney. To his, his defense attorney is framing everything out to the media as it's an opinion. He's being prosecuted for his opinions. Okay, hate crime opinion. That, that matter of fact, that hate crime uh, little enhancer is probably what uh, is probably a benefit to the defense attorney because now he can just really kind of wrap this up. Maybe the Jews are going to come, uh, the, sorry, the Mormons are going to come at him uh, in support of it and all that and, and get some there. Okay, so there he is in court. He's walking out. He looks, He's this time he doesn't have his little suit jacket on. Uh, however, the videotape showed something entirely different. The former diplomat who worked under five presidents and once served as Obama's former National Security Council chief. So, Five presidents, um, there were some Republicans. So it's only a lot of the right now are just going after, oh, he's an Obama, ex-Obama aide, ex-Obama aide. Yeah, he was. And one of the recordings, someone's called the young man a terrorist and asked him, did you rape your daughter like Muhammad did? That's dirty. Uh, Hussein has also worked on the cart on East 83rd Street and 2nd Avenue for the past year, repeatedly begs Seldowitz to leave him alone in one clip. Muhammad's a little scared, a little worried, especially after finding out this guy who used to work for the government, told the Post. How do you ask a little 24-year-old if he ever raped his daughter? He continued. His, he's an ex-government official. He worked for the Obama administration. He's not a nobody. Um, could be. Uh, apparently, didn't this that didn't stop Seldowitz, an Upper Side East resident who allegedly went after the young man four times. That's more significant, Spike. Cohen, okay? You don't speak English, Gwen read in a hushed audience, quoting Seldowitz's words as the defendant took, stood handcuffed before the court. That's too bad. That's why we're, you're selling food in a <laughs> food cart. Perhaps, you know, wise words. Uh, uh, learn some English and you do more than selling uh, food in a food cart. Maybe you wanted to do that, though. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office asked for a full protection order against Seldowitz which the judge granted. So a criminal protective order, Seldowitz refused to comment after the hearing when asked why he kept going back to the same vendor and abusing him. Seldowitz, who also worked in the early 2000s. Okay, I don't care about that. I did have an argument with a food vendor. It's quite possible that it's me. I mean, I've not seen the video, but I believe it's probably me. I regret the whole thing happened and I'm sorry, he added. But you know, in the heat of the moment, I said things that probably shouldn't have. Um, he just, Denied being Islamophobic, but they didn't persuade the Gotham government relations, the lobbying firm where Seldon worked. Yeah, they, they canned him. The company cut ties, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's now look at a few other things. So it's, uh, there's some, oh my God's happening. There's some high JCs and Alan says, fact checked, pants on fire. The vendor did not rape his daughter like Muhammad did. Uh, yeah, it sounds like the guy denied raping his daughter. He didn't even deny it though. In all honesty, he said, how do you ask? How do you even ask that? Um, so maybe maybe that's a valid question. Is that what he was charged for? For condemning rape or for uh, saying, did you rape him? Rape her? Sorry about that. Okay. So now let's quickly and speedily and efficiently go to the charging details. Here we go. So this immediately is what caught my interest. I found this out here. Um, let's see if I can find it. Okay. So top charge is one count of arrest. Um, it says hate crime stalking uh, fourth. The second one is hate crime stalking fourth. And aggregated assault two, injure family three. We will get to what those all mean. But the key things are here. The top charge, the PL 120.4501H. And uh, PL, one, and those are... That's the penal code, uh, 
and then subsection O3H, and then the next one, so those are two. He gets two of the charges, one's an O1H and one's an O3H, we'll walk through those. And then the sec the third one is a, a, PL, a, a penal code 240 spot 3004. And so there's, there's three, he pled not guilty to all those. So th these are important here because none of, they say hate crime and we'll walk through that. I think that's an enhancer. I don't see anything in the actual code that says not much of anything about uh, what a hate crime is. We got, yeah, we got uh, Gallison. I take credit for this happening. Absolutely did. I did not uh, really care much about it. Jose put me on the spot. I then had to go, <laughs> I then had to go. But it was, this is what's crazy. It was very, very easy. I'm laying in bed last night and I see this, this tweet come up to, uh, where um, Jose had tagged me in it and I'm, okay, Google, penal code, um, what did I say? Like the guy, I, I went through one of the things and one of them had what the charging, had a link to it. It was like two or three articles I looked through real quick. I found this one, boom, that was easy. Then I see those PL 120.45 and I'm like, okay, penal code, New York, boom, hit it, found him. And it was literally like five minutes. And anybody else could have done these. So um, Steve said, don't assume should, uh, she could identify as a dude. Uh, Muhammad to <laughs> Muhammad to. <laughs> okay, you guys, uh, yeah, pretty good jokes. Okay, so let's go to the actual penal code, uh, as they say, and take a look at this first one. I think this is the one I want to go to. There we go. Okay, this is the first charge. Uh, that is being uh, brought up on the penal code 120 spot 45 and remember it was uh, count 01h so this is under the h division right here and the first one is one so uh here here's what it is it's uh stalking in the fourth degree now remember it was very simple we saw at least three video screenshots there and he had different clothes on each time so he, uh, the, according to the prosecutor this was the one video that we had seen four different times he's coming back and doing this so um, the stocking, and, and this is why I'm also, when we're done here, we're going to talk about hollow notes. There's a civil restraining order as you can get, at least in California, but it's usually, it's the same in most every state. There's a criminal one, uh, there's a civil protection, uh, civil restraining order, and then a domestic violence restraining order. Domestic violence restraining order is a, is a familiar one. You have to have your family, your girlfriend, grandfather, someone like that has to have some sort of continuation of familial connection. We'll actually talk about a little bit of that here. Um, and then the other one, and that's the least standards. I'm going to get to my standards here because sometimes I forget those. Uh, standards of, 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 of trying to go after someone here. Like um, criminal then is the highest one. And then the civil restraining order, you and your neighbor, some dude on the street, vendor, uh, government employee, and you could get a restraining order for someone harassing you and, and, and bothering your peace, threatening to do violence on you, and these are all part of it. Uh, criminal one is beyond a reasonable doubt, so it requires eliminating all reasonable doubt, moral certainty. We all know what that is. It's a criminal standard. Uh, clearing convincing evidence. It's a high probability. That's your civil restraining order. That's you and your neighbor, and then there's the one with the family. It's just a preponderance of the evidence. It's just more likely than not that it's going to happen, okay? Or that, that you are telling the truth. Very easy standard for you to get with your family, uh, your, your ex-spouse, I do these all the time. Uh, they hand them out like candy, okay. Uh, the civil restraining order is what this guy could have, the defender could have gone after, and he still might. He might go after this guy with a civil restraining order, and I guarantee you he would get it. The police can even come in. This happens all the time. Family law, spouses are fighting, they call the cops, cops come over, they arrest one of you, maybe the husbands or the wife have had both ways. Uh, yes, go both ways. Uh, they arrest the party and they take them in. Now the DA goes, oh yeah, by the way, this thing's discreet here. The DA goes, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna charge you with uh, domestic violence and they put on a criminal protective order. Now the criminal protective order is the highest one. So if even if the person could still go to court and get a domestic violence restraining order because they're a family. That's easy to do. Sometimes you go into that. The DA's already, they got a criminal case going for the same exact issue. Then you start to plead the fifth. You're like, hey, we're not going to comment here. We're going to let the, the things play out in criminal court. And then we'll resolve them over here because anything you say in civil can be used against you in criminal. Anyway, that's kind of what happens. So my point is, the, the, just like the, the, what's happening here, the, the police or the DA could come in and say, hey, this is egregious enough that under the criminal statutes, we're going to 
get you for uh, and give you a protective, a criminal protective order. Even if he goes and gets a civil, the criminal always outdoes the, the civil, uh, and even though the civils could typically go for much longer periods of time. Anyway, so there you go. That's what you have there. Um, okay, so let's go back to the actual statutes. A person is guilty of stalking in the fourth degree when he or she intentionally and for no legitimate purpose engages in a course of conduct directed at a specific person and knows or reasonably should know that such conduct. And then there's three different possibilities. Now, this one he got, remember, he was charged on 01 and then 03. So 01 is the first one. It is likely to cause reasonable fear or material harm to the physical health, safety, or property of such person or member of per such person's immediate family or third party with whom such person is acquainted or, and that's why they can get him out, the different ones, because it doesn't have to be all three uh, play into it. So with this in mind, we'll just look through that. Is it likely a reasonable fear of material harm to the physical health, safety, property of such person, member of the person's immediate family or third party with whom such person is acquainted? Here you have uh, Mr. Seldowitz, government connections, threatening to have something happen, torture to your family in Egypt. Does he, ha he says he knows people in the Egypt uh, immigration. Is that likely more, is that, and by the way, is it, is it, is it likely, to, is it the standard isn't, is it likely for it to actually happen? Is it likely that you would be in fear if this were to happen? I'm fucking messing around with these things here. Uh, there we go. So is it likely to cause fear? Yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, you saw that multiple, and by the way, he didn't say it once. He came back four different times and we're saying these things. Right there, you've at least, I think it's an easy shot. Once again, the standard is just, it's clear and convincing. It's, it's gonna be, it's not uh, um, beyond a reasonable doubt. So it's just high likelihood that it's, that, that he's telling the truth and you have it on video. Eh, that's tough, okay. Then they skip out and they, they, they second count, they get them on the, no, remember, once again, there's nothing in here that says anything about hate. So I don't understand what it calls a hate crime, but it could be, maybe there's an enhancer for hate crime if it's specific to uh, your religion or something like that. Okay, uh, count two is uh, subsection three. It is likely to cause such a person to reasonably fear that his or her employment, business, or career is threatened where such conduct consists of appearing, telephoning, or initiating contact, uh, communication or contact at such person's place of employment or business, and the actor was previously clear, clearly informed to cease that conduct. Okay, uh, we saw the video, we told him to go away. This is likely has happened multiple times. It's at your place of business. At what point, if this Mormon, I'm <laughs> using code here, uh, this Mr. Seldowitz is over there. Sorry about the Mormons. I'm just trying to get around some uh, hate laws here. Uh, if, the, if Mr. Seldowitz is coming there saying you're raping your daughter, uh, did you rape her like and saying all these things? You killing babies and such like that, that maybe uh, the owner is going to be like, you know what? At what point is he not, is he going to fire you or say you're, you're causing too much? It's, it's not your fault, but your being here is causing a disturbance for this business. I, I might have to fire you and you're doing it at this guy's place of business. Th this guy's little halal cart is not inside the Mr. Seldowitz's business. It's he's got to come to him and it's in the street. Sure. But he doesn't have to stop there. So I'm just I'm arguing this almost from a, pr a prosecution's point of view of how simple I think this case is. And by the way, the standard is so low and it's very easy to get. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. It doesn't matter whether his Islamophobia or anything like that. Remember, that's what his excuse was. I'm not a warmonger. I'm not an Islamophobist. Islamophobist. I'm not a homophobic. Wait, uh, <laughs> Islamophobe. I'm not this kind of person. It doesn't matter. You're doing four times. You've come back to him. You're harassing him. You're stalking him, literally. So that's easily, I uh, could do that. Um, let's see if anybody here uh, comes back and says, Tyler, you're completely wrong. Uh, Jose Galison. Okay, thank you, Tyler. Uh, while I can't condone the harassing, I would understand if he screwed up my order. Yeah. Oh my God, how are taking codes? Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you can't have that. Okay, by the way, what am I drinking here? I'm drinking a Russian River Brewing Happy Hops IPA. Um, they make this this uh, one beer that's pretty famous. It's called Pliny the Elder. It's some good stuff. They're coming out with some other things. Let me, let me just take a pull off of this. 
it's not bad. But while we're taking a break, let's, let's talk about something a little bit more important here. Fox and Sun coffee. How many cups did I have today? Three. I had three. I just had one not too long ago. I'm still finished. I'm finishing it up right here. Um, I'm currently, it's got the, the, which one do I have going on here? I, I took it off here, but it's wonderful coffee. I encourage you guys to go get some. He's got the bean of the month club. Um, if you get orders of $25 or more Steve, and use the re code review, Steve will give you 15% off. So please go out there and do so. Uh, support this show. There's tons of, of uh, shows out there with Steve uh, it, it, supporting this coffee. It's great. But if you get it from me, it, one, you don't get the best discount. I will tell you that. But what you do is I don't think there's another host that's as big a fan of this coffee as I am. I took a bag over to my brother-in-law yesterday. He's from Argentina. He's from South America. They know their coffee. They grow up. He drank coffee when he was 10, year, 11 years old, along with uh, probably beer. But the point is, I'm such a big fan. I shared it with him because uh, you should as well. Okay, let's get back to this. Um, uh, okay, there we go. Okay, so we went through those. Now, stalking is the fourth degree and is a class B misdemeanor. So we're not talking a lot about this. this the, the guy's problems aren't so much that he's getting you know charged with these misdemeanors as that it's becoming a, um, it's becoming a big deal in the news. Okay, so the, those are the two charges. Now, we're going to go through. There was one more charge here that they had. And this one, uh, there we go, 240. I think that's the one. There we go. Uh, penal code 240.30, aggravated assault in the second degree. Now, remember, the charge on this one was 04. So it was uh, the fourth one. There's multiple. A person is guilty of stalking in the fourth degree when he or she intentionally and for no legitimate purpose. I mean, look, these are these are elements here. So you've got to intentionally do it. Okay, did he intentionally? At, at four different times, you're like, okay, this isn't an accident. You didn't come upon him because uh, it's stalking. So it didn't. You have to didn't just come upon him on a on a path. It, you intentionally did this. No legitimate purpose. I mean, the legitimate purposes you would look through in this kind of, because it's a lot of the same elements that you had just in the previous one. Legitimate purposes, I'm coming up there to get uh, a, a little halal cart and I'm getting a falafel or whatever the fuck you're serving me. And that guy says, you're stalking me. No, I, you're literally selling this falafel and I am literally legitimately trying to buy it from you. That's not stalking because that's how bitches be crazy would <laughs> use this. Uh, against you. Hey, I'm, I'm in a Victoria's Secret every day. Uh, she says I'm stalking her, but I'm legitimately buying women's underwear. Okay, those are the kind of things. No legitimate person engages in a course of conduct directed at a specific person and knows or reasonably should know that such conduct, and then it gives one through four, and they're all ors. So it doesn't have to have all four of them, or three of them in this case, uh, connected. It just has to be this one, or this one, or this one. And what did we say it was? The third one. Okay. Uh, it is likely to cause such a person to reasonably fear that his or her employment. So this is a lot like uh, the two, 140 uh, fourth one we just went through. Her employment, business, or career is threatened, where such conduct consists of appearing, telephoning, or initiating communication to conduct a person's place of employment, and an actor with a previously clearly informed to cease that conduct. Uh, how can that seem like the one we just went through? That is the one we just went through. Okay, I was reading the wrong one. My bad. Okay, um, I almost want to erase, we got to erase just the stuff I was talking about. A person is guilty of aggregated harassment in the second degree when, with intent to harass another person, the actor either, and once again, we go through four of them here, um, they've got five total, um, we, what, what's the third one? Yeah, third one down. Uh, with the intent to harass, annoy, threaten, or alarm another person, he or she strikes, shoves, kicks, or otherwise subjects another person to physical contact no that's fourth i'm fucking up uh, with the intent to harass annoy threat alarm another person he or she strikes shoves kicks or otherwise subjects another person uh, to physical contact or attempts or threatens to do the same because a belief or perception regarding such person's race color national origin ancestry gender religion religious practice disability or sexual orientation regardless of whether our belief or perception is correct Right, it's the third one. Uh, yep, aggress, 
nope, uh, I'm still going on the wrong one. So that one would seem to be a, a an issue. And I don't know why they couldn't get him on that one. That one seems to be, a, but is the fourth one. Intent to harass, annoy, threaten, alarm, kick, hit, strike, another person, physical contact, thereby causing physical injury or such person or to a family member such as defined in Section 530.11 of the Criminal Procedure. So we'll have to go to uh, Section 530 and what exactly does that mean? Uh, okay, here we go. So this all this says is this last one. You're threatening someone as defined under this other civil uh, procedure um, code. And this one is all about family. Persons related by consanguinity or affinity. Persons legally married to one another. Persons formerly married. Persons who have a child in common. Uh, persons who are not related by consanguinity uh, or affinity and who have been or intimate relations with the regardless of the persons together at the time da, 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 da. basically you're familiar with this person or their family so what's the point of, of why it refers over to there well that it does so simply because it's that's exactly what he threatened to do to his family he said i think this is the one I keep fucking around here yeah so on the four, it says intent to harass, annoy, threaten, all this stuff. And then it's your family. Remember, he said he's going to do this to his family back in Egypt. So there you go. Okay. Um, let's see what you guys came up with here. Well, I don't condone the harassing. I wouldn't understand if you screwed up my order. We already went through that one. Tyler, you're completely wrong. Thank you. Uh, Sonoma County Beer Represent. Yes, exactly. Uh, Alan says, show them patented sniffle technology. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I I don't know. I, I asked Alan when I was on his show if he had a sniffle. He didn't answer that. Hey, that's me, being of the month, on sale today. Yes, go check that out. Um, okay. Oh, we didn't fuck that up too much. But the idea is, it's, it's, it's once again, it's not a, um, it's criminal. So you've got the, it. I, I fucked that up again. Sorry. It is. I, I forget. These are civil. These are not. These are like civil restraining orders, but they're under the criminal statute. So it does need to be beyond a reasonable doubt. So that's the standard here because he is being charged. It's not a civil action. So beyond a reasonable doubt for all of these, I think uh, there's a good chance that he's going to get nailed on each one of these, partly because the guy had him on video and he came back multiple days in a row. That's the point. The point is, I, and by the way, we went through there. Did you see anything? I fucked up and read the one about religion, but that's not actually not one he's being charged on. There's nothing that says anything about race, religion. So once again, New York may have like an enhancer if you are, but it didn't reference it in there, which is odd. So some sort of enhancer where if you are discussing or you're threatening about due to their race, religion, creed, whatnot, that it might have an enhancement of a hate crime, which could then be more for sentencing or restitution or something like that. So there you go. So oh, once again, uh, uh, Spike Cohen, you're a little bit wrong. A bunch of other people, you're, you're somewhat wrong as well because the situation is, it's not about, and he may try to say, hey, look, uh, I have First Amendment rights to go and do stuff. Exactly, you do. You don't though have these rights um, to go and, uh, come up to my place of business. I mean, and so that's what people are, are, make sure you're understanding Spike Cohen's like, look, this is all fucked up, right? Where you're, 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 you're prosecuting this guy and you're not doing uh, him as a, as a warmonger. I get it. Who's going to be prosecuted as a warmonger or, or someone that you're, you're in <laughs> because you know what I, I would bet. And this is the, the goal. We can go back to the Austin Peterson arguments with um, with Dave Smith, where he's bringing up murder. Now, Austin's not smart enough because he didn't even understand the, the, the breakdown of murder, manslaughter, voluntary, involuntary. They are general intent crimes. You are still be put in prison for manslaughter. But all he had to say was, you know what? There's exceptions to murder. Uh, it's at least legally. I don't think morally. Uh, but it, there are exceptions, and they are to do with um, uh, war, right? Yeah, you're in war. None of these. And so my point is, legally, I didn't say morally. Legally, um, there's there's are outs on this. There's this guy is going to have a problem, and um, you, you don't get to just go out to someone's business and bother them and harass them. Okay, you don't get to do that. This guy though, the the, the halal guy, he could easily 
have also filed civil restraining order, which I think is the method he should have done. And so with that in mind, we're going to go to someone who actually did file civil restraining orders in the proper way, which is Hall and & Oates. And uh, sadly, uh, one of my favorite bands, um, there's, a, there's a whole civil restraining order issue going on with this, guys. So at this point, you know, maybe I should, I should probably think about not drinking um, while I do these shows. So uh, Hall & Oates shared cryptic messages amid Daryl Hall's lawsuit restraining order. So Daryl Hall, John Oates, the band that's been together since I think they formed in the early 60s. I'm sorry, the late 60s. And actually, I'm going to go to Wiki on this one. Um, they had a, their, Daryl Hall, commonly known as Hall and Oates, formed in 1970. Daryl Hall was generally the lead vocalist. John Oates played the rhythm, electric guitar, providing backup vocals. They wrote most of their songs. Uh, they performed separately or in collaboration. Da 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 da. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They have a, sh- a thing on the, uh, the star on the um, Hollywood uh, Boulevard as well. And they're um, tons of tons of hits over throughout the years. But recently, Daryl Hall, the, the blonde one, the singer that could be easily have seen like a, a black man, uh, he filed a civil restraining order against John Oates, his partner. And it's, it's somewhat in the news. I mean, it's kind of blowing up because they're famous. And um, for me, especially libertarian-wise, this is the way you go about things. You go about them on a civil side rather than having the criminal thing comes in. But as we just saw, I mean, there's statutes in New York, and I didn't think those were outlandish. I didn't think bringing this guy, the Seldowitz, to to bear, uh, bothering a guy every day at his, or multiple times at your halal thing and calling him names and calling him a, a murderer or a baby killer or that you're raping kids. Um, I didn't think the DA actually is much, I don't think there's a problem going after that guy. But John Oates shared a message saying, during this time of communal reflection, in connection with the loved ones, let's not forget those experiencing challenges globally. Oh, whatever. As we come together, so he didn't say much here. So uh, the point is that this thing is sealed, but we do have a little bit of an indication as to this. And and I'm going to play a clip as well from um, Daryl Hall. He was on recently with uh, Bill Maher, but um, let's go here. He was on with Bill Maher and... I saw this when it happened, and it was somewhat shocking to me, but uh, here we go. Club Random is a podcast. Hope you can hear this. Chime in if you can't. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. But you have a, I mean, you have a partner. So it's a little different than... I don't have a partner. You're you not, think John Oates is my partner? You still tour together, don't you? Yeah, but he's not my partner. Well, you're part- He's my business partner. Uh, he's oh, not geez, my cre- well, look what I've stumbled into here. He's, I, not, I, I, he's I, not my creative partner. Okay, I'm not trying, not trying to, I was just saying, I know that you guys still tour and put out records, so that, to me, that's a partner. I mean, it's like... Yeah, we don't put out records. <laughs> what was the we, last record you put out with? And I think uh, it was 10 years ago. That's fairly... See, I'm 66, uh, Daryl, so that's like, like yesterday to me. I understand for the kids, uh, that's not... But to me, that's fairly recent. It's 21st century. John and I are brothers, right? We, but we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We did a lot of stuff. We, we made records called Hall & Oates together, but we do, we, we've always been very separate. And it's, it's a really important thing for me. <laughs> well, you, but you certainly weren't separate on the records. And, you, I don't, and were you separate creating them? No. We were separate on the records, too. What does that mean? I, I, I'm okay, not hearing know, the harmony. I'm not hearing you know what song, I love about you. Know that song, Kiss on My List? Of course. No, I did never heard it. That's all me. Well, that's okay. all me on those harmonies. That's me. That's just a Daryl demo. But that's not the rule, is it, with the band? I won't go any farther than that. Okay, let me ask you. But see, I'm, I'm you're bu- bursting my bubbles here, which, okay. Okay, so I, I got the feeling from that that it's uh, just kind of him being a dick. But And we'll read to, uh, some things. I want to get to a few questions. Um, Tinfoil hat time. Uh, they purposely set it up so he quietly gets off on the initial outrage and copium <clears throat> from his arrest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt any of this. Any, uh, Steve says, how would you apply this same argument to BLM burning down businesses and killing businesses? All right. What 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 argument? Um, those people were guilty, and and if DAs and they should have. And remember, Kamala Kamala Harris 
and some of these other ones were raising money for the defense of these people. There were some. Remember the the federal building? That's the one. They, maybe the only one they took a little bit more seriously in. Uh, I want to say in Portland or in Seattle, they were burning that place. It was a federal building, so they're, Trump, I think, even they're uh, threatening to bring um, the border patrol in because the border patrol has jurisdiction with so, so many um, miles from the coast, and this was still within that side. So he was going to bring the border patrol in there, uh, but they 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 had burned a federal building, and they were and are going after. You should be able to go after any of these people on criminal side. But how would I deal with that argument from a libertarian perspective? Okay, you can still go after them civilly, right? I mean, that's still a way that you can always do it. Uh, can you get uh, throw it out based on twenty twenty? I don't know what that means. Uh, ask Gerald if he had breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, okay, so let's go. Why why is he doing this? There's two different uh, competing arguments I found in the um, news. He says standing order. And by the way, it's been frozen. Or the, the judge has it under seal, so we're not actually able to see it. Hall says, "Keep your songs out of my out of your mouth. Keep my songs out of your mouth." I don't know. Um, Daryl Hall got a restraining order against his longtime compadre last week. Although the file has been sealed and no information is publicly available, we are going to speculate. Uh, by the way, the successful duo in history been in arbitration. We're told trying to work out the ground rules. Who can sing what as a solo artist, along with money issues, of course. So sources are say, sources say it's always about this kind of shit. Uh, Hall ran into court on November 16, asking for a restraining order against Oates, and the judge granted the order the same day. Once again, like I said, uh, restraining orders pretty easy to grant. You grant those on what's called an ex parte basis. You just one person filing. The judge reads the pleadings. They go yay or nay, and then they set a hearing for like you know a few weeks, and then you have your time in court. That's when you get your due process. That's when uh, John Oates will get to say his have have his say. Um, it's no coincidence Oates had a slew of concerts scheduled for this month, November 1, 3, 6, and da, da. November 9, 10 concerts were postponed until next year, although no reason is given. This aligns with Hall going to court. So the restraining order could put a stay on him being able to practice or play his songs in court. <clears throat> so the judge is like, yeah, we're giving this immediately, and then we're going to have our day in court about it. Hall appeared on uh, Bill Martin. Yeah, we played that. Um, anyway, so that was, that was, that was the reason that they are saying on that one. Okay. So let's look, I have one more other, uh, little Hall and Oates news article. This one goes into a little bit more detail, which I think is probably a little bit more accurate. Uh, but it's just a speculative, um, Daryl Hall sued a Nashville chancery court judge issued the temporary restraining order on November 16, writing that Oates and others involved in his trust can't move to close sale of their share of Whole Oats Enterprise LLP to Primary Wave IP Investment Management LLC until an arbiter in a separately filed case weighs in on the deal or until the judge's orders expires, typically in 15 days, <clears throat> unless a judge extends a deadline. Chancellor Russell Perkins issued the order the same day Hall filed this lawsuit, which was largely brought un forth under seal, obscuring most details, blah, blah, blah. Um, although a publicly released version of the lawsuit didn't specify what's at stake in the sale, Primary Wave has already owned significant interest in Hall & Oates' song catalog for more than 15 years. In a 2020 interview with Sky News, he alluded to disappointment. Oh, in the early days, it got sold off for me, and I didn't get the money, Daryl said. <clears throat> in the same interview, uh, he advised artists to retain their publishing rights. It's all you have. Okay, that's all we're going to go through on that one. Uh, once again, as a libertarian, uh, IP is fake and gay. I mean, why can't Daryl, why can't John Oates play a song just because, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, cover bands play them all the time. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's see if anybody else came in here hot. Okay, Steve says, why didn't the insurance companies go after BLM on the civil end? Maybe they did. I don't know that they didn't. That's exactly right, though. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're and by the way, some big insurance companies, uh, like Art, that, that uh, secure those kind, they have big-time investment firms that go after art fraud, whatnot, and they are going to collect on their money. And that's great. I think those are some of the best forms out there. Now, an insurance company can do that as well. Um, so you collect on insurance. Now they're going to, they, they, if it's worth it for them, they're going to do an investigation and determine whether this is legit or not. And then they can always forward that info <clears throat> over to the police and, um, 
and JC says insurance is a racket. The government and insurance companies probably had some kind of back end deal. Now, that's the problem. When the government gets involved, the incentive for the insurance companies disappear. I think you read a lot of Rothbard uh, and, and you understand that his idea and even uh, 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 Murphy, Bob Murphy, uh, insurance is kind of the next step outlet for dealing with a lot of private security and whatnot. And I think that's true. But you have to have the incentives not um, not mute, uh, you know, they have to be aligned correctly. And when the government gets involved, it doesn't allow that to happen. And then it just turns into kind of masturbatory stuff. Uh, Bummer should have gone a few weeks back. Um, also, they made a new policy. They can't insure for rioting. Yeah, see, that's, that's okay. Uh, got it. Tape ticket. Okay, I don't know what this is. All. Um, there we go. Okay, so once again, I, one of the things I want to dig into coming up soon is the kill dozer. I want to do a little breakdown of that one. Similar to this, I had an issue, like I said, with the Mises caucus that was problematic for me. They came out and they had similar stuff. And it was Spike, I keep wanting to say Spike Jones, uh, Spike Lee uh, had a tweet and the, and the Meacocks did, which I'm a member of, um, came out and, and had a thing. It was about a family court situation here in California. And as soon as I saw that, well, actually, it was one before that. It was an Airbnb here in California. And so, of course, uh, it's, it's this one lady, just both happened to be the same uh, melatonin. Um, one lady was squatting in an Airbnb. Okay. So you, you go, oh, that's, that's horrible. They can't kick her out. And of course, the, the tweet is about, because I live in California, the tweet is about how you guys in California, you and your stupid laws, some person comes out there for an Airbnb. Next thing you know, you can't kick her out. What an idiot. So I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't seem right. I mean, I do work in California. I do property law as well. And, and I know my property law, this doesn't seem right. Something's odd here. So I look into it and it's like, oh, well, this chick uh, happened to have an Airbnb for like 45 days. That's how long she rented it to her. The problem is you have to have notice to just think about month to month renting. Okay, that's exactly what you're doing. You're gonna have a, a, a lease, a, you know, apartment, typically they're for a year. Once that year's up, if you don't resign, now it goes to a month to month. That's the typical way it's, it's gonna be happening. But you can sign leases for month to month. Now there's a requirement for kicking someone out or giving, telling them they have to leave, and that's usually a 30 day notice uh, on, a, on a, the short term lease. So that's what California was. So this chick uh, was stupid and, and it's, by the way, if you go to Airbnb and, or VRBO, any of these there, they warn you about having over 30 day, uh, you know, renting to someone. It's, it's, they say it could be problematic in your area. You better check this out. So what did I do? Uh, autistic Tyler, I went and checked every fucking state and their notice requirements. And let me tell you, California is about in the middle. A lot of these people that were tweeting out about it, their states are much worse. So you can, and like, I'm not defending California anyway. I'm just defending the stupidity of you hate the state so much. And this is, you know, this is one of the things that uh, uh, Austin Peterson kind of got right, which is you hate the state so much that you will be blind. Everything is about that. And and yeah, okay. So maybe maybe worry about what your, your horrible uh, notice requirements are in Nashville, as one of them was. Uh, before you start worrying about what it is in California that you'd have no control over, especially when yours is worse. And then I saw that. And then a few days later, there was a situation, this family law issue out in California. And once again, they're, they're saying all the same things. So I look into it and they're just dead wrong, completely dead wrong. So Patrick McFarland, Tommy Sammons and I, we did a podcast and I kind of came out. And so when I do my thing with De uh, Pete Quinones about Leo Frank, as an example, it's like, get your shit right. You know, there's plenty of people to have to put on a pedestal that can fly the flag for your issues. Uh, but you don't use Kobe Bryant as an example about police brutality when he's wearing a t-shirt with Fidel Castro on it. That, and that's, but yeah, that's what people do because they're idiots. Okay. Uh, people are putting the, the N word in the chat. That's, uh, that's great. I <laughs> love to get towered on my own show. Um, Spike Cohen. What do you have to do? Let's do Oh, hi, JC. What's this episode about? Minder says, are you talking about male physiological <laughs> abuse towards wives? Hold on. Yeah. Started from the beginning. Uh, good Lord. This guy comes on my show. First thing he does, alienate my paranoid schizophrenic audience uh, by bash and kill dozer. Yes. I'm going to do a whole thing on that one, Alan. I told you that one. Uh, this is my first time in Tyler's chat. 
I suppose no towers. Oh, Alex. There you go. Start them up. Uh, if they hate so much, uh, the state so much, you'll go blind. So libertarianism really is masturbatory. I, I, it could be, but I think it's, uh, I think it's fine. Um, I appreciate you guys all chatting this up. Um, share the show out there. Buy the coffee that you should. I hope you had a good um, Thanksgiving. I had a good one. Uh, just a one side note here, and then we'll we'll shut out here. I did uh, I last I did it on Wednesday. Had a guy come in, uh, Chris Baker. We talked about uh, Javier Malay, and I think it's a great situation that's happening with Javier. He's not perfect, but it, what was the best part of it was for me. My brother-in-law um, grew up in Argentina until he's like ten or twelve. So his parents full time there. Then they moved over here to the states. Uh, by the way, they're of German descent. They don't <laughs> go figure perfect English, everything else. Uh, and he just went down to, so I texted him a few weeks ago or when Malay won last week and I'm like, Hey, what's tell me about Argentina. Can he even get anything done down there? And he didn't respond to me, but I saw him yesterday. And he's like, Hey, I didn't respond because we're going to be here today and we'll have a conversation about it. Now he was just in the, the primary had happened. Uh, I think the, the general had, and they need, they had to have to run off. So it was between the, the last two elections. He was down there for a week or so with his son, check, uh, checking on his parents. And he's like, I've got, he's, he was excited about it too. Now he's just a run of the mill GOP kind of person. Um, and so he's like, it's so interesting. You're in the cab. They're all excited about it. The whole talk of this nation was about melee. He's like, the worst part is, is the money situation. He goes, you go to the bank um, and their, the exchange rate, the, uh, you know, from the central bank that they have there is like 300 pesos to American dollar. Uh, but yet you can go to these blue zone things and it's like 800 to a dollar. So you get a lot more pesos for your dollar and it's, it's a much better exchange rate. And if you watch the Tucker Carlson part down there, that's exactly what he does. So for him, he's like, it's, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. This has been a socialist country for e eons. And it is amazing to see the young people and the state itself jumping on board this pro market. And he's like, we don't give a shit about um, foreign policy, nothing else, economics, 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 economics. And he's like, um, anyway, so it was, it was somewhat positive for that. And I thought it was interesting to hear from uh, that point of view. Okay, um, you guys are blowing me Tyler, I was told to come on this show, but I think Tyler waited, that's right, uh, Alan, when, next week, you want to do next Friday? Wait, wait, let me see, let me check my calendar. I think next Friday should work. Let's do it next Friday, Alan. Uh, the LP should not claim him, give him a few months to make sure he's not a nutbag, but he's libertarian. So yeah, I, look, once again, I say it's Argentina. For, for me, I'm like, it's not my money, it's not in my country. Let's go give it a shot. What, what harm is it for me? I, I, could, uh, I could do it. Uh, Tyler is too drunk to get my clever jokes, perhaps. Alex says libertarianism is a good ideal to uh, view the world by. I would recommend people do try to see the world for what it is. I.e., society culture is be fertile ground for libertarian. I, absolutely, let's not be stupid. I mean, you know, Pete Quinones has always said, uh, "Don't live in Ancapistan in your head." You can live in Argentina in your head, though. I mean, so now what's interesting? And I love Pete, um, but when you say things like, "Oh, you know, let's let's do local elections," or let's just worry about elections. Power is where it's at. Okay. Well, Malay's in power, the most powerful person in his country. You're going to give him a shot now, or are you going to say uh, it's useless to think about this? I, I mean, you know, no offense, but the, his um, his friend, the the Catholic guy that was going to run some GOP Mises caucus thing, he didn't get anybody elected. So I, I got to be on with Shane the Habitarian next Friday. Do the <laughs> okay, uh, you dick. Then okay, um, we'll talk offline. You and I, we'll, we'll give it a shot. We'll we'll talk offline. So uh, there you go. Okay, so what do you come out with this? You can now go to your friends that are saying, oh, he can't believe he's getting rung up on hate crimes. You can say, you know what? I don't know, is he? Go watch Tyler's show, he'll break it down. Somewhat half-assed, he says the wrong things. One time he says uh, uh, the standard is the civil standard. Next time he's talking about it being the criminal standard. He read some of the codes wrong, but he was drinking a bottle of time. And by the way, he, was not, he doesn't live in New York. But you, I give you all the codes. So you can go and do it yourself and you can probably do it just as easy or better. So uh, we'll put the links in there to all these, the charges, uh, the codes in there, and you can go do this uh, bunch of stuff yourself. Um, I'm living in a capistan in my head. Love, <laughs> mind your good. Uh, the powerful right now are trying to sigh up the masses and fewer people are falling for it. The JC says power isn't everything you need. 
still need the masses to comply. I, I agree. Uh, Minder says, of course, reality is more kind of absurd to stand. Uh, could be. Okay, everybody. Have a great weekend. I uh, appreciate y'all joining me here. I love doing these Friday nights, right? So we'll get a guest in here next week. If it's not going to be Alan, it's going to be someone. And one day, folks, I promise you, one day, it'll be Andy. Later. Okay, I'm leaving now, my guys. But she's back. And now. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeye's. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's me. Keep fucking that chicken. For, should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do yes. I have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... But it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast, I can't find it anywhere, and they don't have video. <laughs> oh, yeah, Peter Janky, yeah. He's... Yeah, I blocked him. I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll, I'll... He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger. Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49-year-old wigger. Like, I just started I live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking... I'm pretty high-tech for a boomer. Uh, but anyways... I'm a boomer. I...